and welcome. Thank you, Two Chains, for that intro. Uh, we are here today, Eric and Calvin. We're going to talk about Fallout Boy. This is uh, one of our favorite bands between the two of us. Oh yeah, um, probably one of the only bands that we have in common that we each like equally. Um, first, we want to get something out of the way. Uh, make sure you download us on iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, we're on the TuneIn app now as well, or SoundCloud, wherever you want to listen to your podcast. We're everywhere. Uh, just search a podcast about something. But if you're listening, you know how to find us probably. Um, we also want to give a shout out to Ashburn, Virginia. We got we're very popular in Ashburn, apparently. Apparently, that's awesome. I'm yeah. loving it. So we're coming live to you sometime, Ashburn. We're coming live. Yeah, we'll do we'll do a remote. Kind of like six game years day. or so, we'll be there. Kind of like game day, but. You know, you won't see us. We'll just be sitting in a restaurant. You won't even know we're there, really. But you know, so, somebody, the might, somebody might show Two up. guys talking into a phone at a restaurant. <laughs> so. But it'll be a restaurant in Ashburn. <laughs> we promise you. You got a Buffalo Wings and Rings there yet? Ooh, That's where we so. hatched this whole podcast yeah. idea. Hopefully, we yeah. don't have to go to the uh, much less good Buffalo Wild Wings. Yes. No, no thank you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's jump right in. We'll go a little background on why we uh, listened to Fall Out Boy and why we came to like him. I started listening to Fall Out Boy in 2003. It was my freshman year of high school. And um, I got uh, kind of into the punk rock, you know, not real punk rock, like, mm-hmm. you know, Ramones type punk rock, but what passed for punk rock in the early 2000s. You know, mm-hmm. I like Taking Back Sunday, Brand New, Rufio, all those guys. Um, my brother's friend had made a mix CD. Remember those those oh, yeah. days, mix I, CDs, Kaza and uh, LimeWire. Churn those out and kill my computers. So yeah, we <laughs> we had dial-up, so there was no downloading music. But we had you know, everybody oh, had yeah. the one friend with the DSL line that would oh yeah distribute the uh, the mix <laughs> CDs. Um, so yeah, he he gave us a mix CD with a bunch of songs like this. Had uh, Grand Theft Auto and Dead on Arrival on it, and uh, I just couldn't get enough of it. Went and got the rest of, well, got him to get the rest of Take This to Your Grave. And, uh, I was off from there. It was, you know, just to, and then, you know, I just watched them come into their own, become popular and now fade back into obscurity where we're probably the only two people listening to them still. I doubt that. I doubt that heavily. Um, I think I got started listening to them like on a full time basis where they actually shoved themselves like into, into the front of my brain as far as like music that I wanted to listen to. I've got a very diverse collection. Obviously, I like hip hop. Um, pop is good stuff. Yeah, that, that's my main. Uh, I also go-to had well. a large, you know, I have a large like classic rock um, repertoire. Like if I had to give you show you my iTunes playlist or something like that, I have a very large classic rock, hip hop, all this kind of stuff. Um, so I'm not abject to liking one thing over another just because I like rap. Doesn't mean I'm not gonna. I'm the same way. I like pretty much everything. Very little country music. But here back then in our days, that was kind of like weird. Like you were who you you listened to. Well, and it was hard socially in high school and middle school and stuff like that. But for me, and it was was, still a time where it was hard to obtain all these different genres. Like you had to go buy CDs if you wanted to listen to to, them. I had to beg my grandmother to take me to Best Buy. You know, just when I could scrounge up fifteen bucks. You know, I wanted to go to Best Buy with my grandmother. Yeah, well, she was the only one home willing to drive me at the time. So there you go. Anyway, and I could sneak the parental advisory sticker right past That's her, my mom. True. Would, you know. So, <laughs> so um, I remember I borrowed Infinity on High uh, from my girlfriend at the time, and I she lo- I listened to it twice. I remember driving home from um, from a trip. It was a just brief road trip, and I think I listened to it twice through and never stopped it. I was like so floored about how much I liked it. Every single song. So I didn't was change that, the track button. So was it. that before or after This Ain't a Scene, it's a arms race came out? 
Um, Probably after. I think it came out before. Yeah, I think after. I, I knew. I knew who Fallout right. was. Like I, I, I was um, very familiar with Under the Cork Tree or from Under the Cork Tree, and I just never really uh, went and bought the album. But there were songs that I liked that I heard that I didn't necessarily mind or anything. But once I heard Infinity on High, I was hooked. Went back, bought from Under the Cork Tree, started you know doing some other listening, and and that's how I became a fan. Oh, yeah, and you're you're a little older than me, so mm-hmm. at this time I was 15, and uh, take this to your grave. Really. Uh, it seems a lot edgier than it probably actually is into a 15 year old kid going through 15 year old kid things that Mm -hmm. are, you know, you make a bigger deal of everything than it actually is. And, but like these songs to me spoke to me, even though they probably didn't, but you know, you, you, it really did feel like it was made for 15 year olds going at the, at that time. And that's probably why it took me so long to listen to. I thought they finally got serious. Yeah. It was transition in their musical sound when, they cut infinity on high. I don't even know if any of what I'm saying is true in that sense, but that's the way I feel. <laughs> that that's kind of how I feel so, too. They start out with this garage bandy feel, mm-hmm. and then you know they kind of evolved in this you know proto pop punk band. Well, you and know eventually, Jay Z's dropping a line on your opening yeah. track. So. And then uh, <laughs> now they're kind of in this weird rock and roll slash I don't know what we are phase, but we'll talk more of that. We're just gonna go uh, we're gonna go album by album. Um, I took the time to actually rank all these on a spreadsheet because I'm a huge nerd. Um, I ranked every song on every album and then gave, so I ranked every song one to 10 of how much I like it. And basically my, uh, my thoughts there were if it's a seven or greater, if it comes on the shuffle while I'm just listening to all my music and I won't skip it, it's a seven or higher automatically. Mm-hmm. Uh, four to seven is, you know, sometimes I skip it. Sometimes I listen sometimes to it. Sometimes you're in the mood for it. Yeah. If less than four. Or I you s- don't care that it's still playing in the background. Right. Yeah. You don't yeah. even notice that it's yeah. on kind of thing. Less than four, you notice that it's on and you can't wait to can't flip wait. it off. Um, so I'm not going to talk about what I ranked every song. But basically, I from that, I averaged the scores for each album and uh, gave each album a rank one to eight, um, one to nine. Maybe I don't know what Mania is their ninth or. But I didn't rank Mania because it just came out. We'll talk mm-hmm. about Mania a little bit, but we've only listened to it once each and don't have a good, have uh, a good feel on it yet. Like I said, you know, took Infinity on high. I wanted to go back and listen. It's like, what I heard? Did I really just hear what I just heard? Am I going to yeah, like it did. again? And yes, I did. So I'm waiting to get the time to really sit down and listen to Mania again because... Uh, there are some pretty catchy tunes. Yeah, I've been I've been uh, shuffling just Fallout Boy in my car for the past few days, preparing for this, and yeah. I haven't changed any Mania songs. So I kind of want to keep hearing them, and so yeah, that it's good. It's good. I I ended up actually liking it more than American Beauty, American Psycho, but mm-hmm. maybe not anything else at this point. All right, let's start with uh, Fallout Boy. We're gonna go chronological order. So first on the docket is Fallout Boys and Evening Out with Your Girlfriend. You ever heard this one? Not all the way through, and if I have, it's probably not something I remember a whole lot, you know, just as far as, I probably have to go and do a little refresher on this, but, um, you know, I know this is where they got their start, this is, um, you know, where they started to gain the most notoriety in their small circles and everything, Yeah, and this was this was the beginning of what they could be, I, I think, from, yeah, from and what they, I remember listening to. They it. still kind of had the garage bandy sound yeah. at that time, and it's, you know, it's kind of hard to listen to that. Um, when you're used to listening to high quality music and it, it was, I, I came into this late also. I had heard a few songs, you know, coming up, but I didn't really listen to the whole album until about 2012 when I had spare time and just downloaded everything I could find yeah, on like that Paw Boy. Um, this, this ranked seventh out of eight in my rankings. Um, got a six average score. 
You know, there's there's some good songs. Honorable mention is my favorite song on the on the the album. Um, but yeah, that there's um, yeah, the song "Pretty and Punk" also caught my ear when I was listening to it in 2012 because it's got the line, uh, "I was terrified, and would you mind if I sat next to you and watched you smile?" And um, that was uh, I remember AIM away messages and the profiles and all that. Mm-hmm. So the girl I had a crush on in high school. She had that in her profile, but I had no idea what song it came from. Oh, so I had to hit you so yeah, many so years later. 2012, yeah, <laughs> 10 years later almost, I'm listening to the song. I go, oh, that makes it because she yeah. was a huge Fall Out Boy fan too and probably a big reason why I got into them. Yeah. And, but I was just like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> so yeah, that, um, but yeah, it's, it's good for what it is. It's good for a first album from a band no one's heard of at the time. Oh, yeah. Um, you got any other thoughts on it? No, no. We can we can go to take this to your grave. Let's move to take this to your grave because um, that is, uh, is better. Yeah, consistently better across across the board. I think you know, and it's just a, it's a good it's a really good sophomore album. Um, oh yeah, it's it really really did put them on the map on a much larger scale. And then you know you could they tell had a few popular singles off of this one yeah. that that came on the radio and whatnot where you exactly. could actually hear them. Um, and they can start to get their word out. You know, it's just, uh, you know, you knew that by the time that they were ready, they, you know, I got to give them a little bit of credit, you know, just, I know that they had like a little EP, like in between this and um, From Under the Cork Tree, but I mean, this album set the stage from under the cork, for, for From Under the Cork Tree. Yes. Like this set the stage, like telling you, okay, this is who we are and we're getting ready to take it to the next level. So I hope you're ready. Yeah. And one of the things I've always liked about Fall Out Boy, and you can see it here is, um, in, in my scores, I actually gave extra points for having cleverly named songs. That's not like it's easy just to name a song, I love you, and sing oh, about yeah. how much you love someone. But they always have these weird names for weird, songs. Tell that Mike. Long Mike, names. Yeah, tell that Mikey just made my list of things to do today. Like, yeah. you want to tell no, somebody to listen to that song? Come sending on. Sending postcards from a plane crash. Parentheses. It's a great Wish song. you were here. <laughs> so, yeah, I gave this one, this ranked third on my overall rankings um, with a score of 7.6, if anyone's keeping track out there. Uh, what's your favorite song on this album? My favorite song is probably um, Grand Theft Auto. I Mine mean, too. sorry to sound like yeah. a cliche pick, but it's the most it's, catchy. It's, it's a great it's, song. It's a great song. So, so yeah. I noticed that as I was going through this, their, their singles that went out are really some of their best songs, which usually isn't the case. Um. Yeah, with, yes and no, and like there's a lot of times where I like other songs, you know, you want to be that music snob that's like, oh, well that wasn't on the radio. You gotta radio. hit the deep tracks. You yeah. gotta hit the deep tracks, but no, it's just, uh, especially when they, they were at they were their doing. peak, yeah. when they are at their peak, and you could still make the case, like they're a very popular band, I'm just saying like when, we'll get into this a little bit later, but when you heard their songs everywhere, those were some of their best work, they, I mean, there's yeah. a reason for it, I mean, they're not, they're probably not sorry that radio stations played them out. You know? Yeah, they they were very good at choosing which songs were their singles because mm-hmm. they they were always some of the best songs on the album. Exactly. So um, yeah, Grand Theft Auto. I'm not ashamed to say it. Like I, yep, I'm not one of those deep tracks. You know, snob. You can see here, I gave it an eleven out. You of gave 10. it eleven out of ten. Was, oh, there's higher scores. That's, Don't that's, worry. That's curious. That's very curious, Cal. <laughs> I'm starting to judge you. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. They did a. Uh, you said they did a short. Uh, what is it? EP or LP? Yeah. Is it the EP is the short one? To be honest, I'm not much. I think EP is a full album, and LP because LP LP is limited play. There you go. So they they did the LP of mostly acoustic songs. My heart will always be the B side to my tongue, 
and that's probably the highlight of the album is the name of it. Yes. <laughs> um, it's, it's good. Um, it's got acoustic versions of nobody puts us, nobody puts baby in a corner from, from under the court tree and Grand Theft Autumn from Take This to Your Grave. Um, and then some other songs that don't show up anywhere else as studio versions. I think this was a great, this was a great thing for their fans. Um, you know, for the people that in maybe the Chicago area that kind of saw them come, you know, their early gigs, their early opening sets or whatever the case was, this sounded like this was for them. Like right. to me anyway. Yeah. I know that, that, you know, it's just, just because I didn't necessarily care for it the way other people did doesn't mean that it's not appreciated. I just think that, uh, you know, okay, maybe not for me. And maybe it didn't have the staying power for me. I probably liked it years ago when I first heard it. Mm-hmm. You know, we just went through a little bit of it, and I'm just like, I'm spacing. I don't know why, but, um, but yeah, it's, I could see why I would like it years ago. It just maybe didn't have the staying power for me to stay on the mental shelf, I guess, yeah, if you will. So. These, these songs were all in the uh, four to seven range for me, um, except for the acoustic versions of their other studio songs, because mm-hmm. those really bumped up the score of this album for me. Right. Um, I, I got it ranked at five. I thought it was going to be second to last. Um, and we'll get to what the last is and that will stay last forever in my mind. <laughs> um, it got a 7.4 overall because the acoustic versions of Grand Theft Auto and Nobody Puts Baby in a Corner are so good. And they released the Nobody Puts Baby in a Corner obviously before from under the cork tree. So it set the tone for what you were going to hear lyrically on under the cork tree. Right. And it it's, for some reason, just slowing it down and playing it without electronics makes that song sound so much better than the studio version. Sometimes it just turns out that way. Yeah, you know, I don't think they planned that, it that way at all. Yeah, but. but sometimes it just turns out that way. It's just It might sound maybe more intimate. It might sound, you know, a little more personal that, you know, when they try to do stuff like that in the acoustic. That's why I said, like, this kind of feels like. This was dedicated. This was like their passion project. Like, yeah. let's, this was some these songs are songs that, that we've written about. down. And yeah, um, I, and my preparation, I went through, uh, genius.com, formerly rap genius, <laughs> um, looked at all the lyrics to all the songs. This album is super dark. It's mostly about killing the subject of the songs <laughs> and the, or, or not necessarily killing, but the subject dying in some horrible, horrendous way. Yeah. It's been well chronicled that. Man writes that writes these songs had a few had a few years of his life where probably probably wasn't completely mentally healthy and now you know he's he's fantastic now and has been for years but it's just like uh, you know he young and you know you're on the rock tour and, and you're you're finally getting some money and, and you know what I, I, I like it I like it bit. lets you know getting a little dark on the songs I don't mind it yeah I don't mind it Again, we all, we're all Eminem 15, fans here 15 16 year old kid <laughs> yeah right you need some darkness sometimes well, you, need some darkness you, need, you need it to speak to you a little also okay that maybe you didn't understand it quite so much at the time correct <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I listened to some songs I listened to back way back when <laughs> just like, school, whoa like, wow I, this totally slipped by me I didn't understand this at the time or so. the, the completely <laughs> uncut version of my name is and you're like Oh, what? so yeah, he was saying that. Okay, this oh, was right. his first song that he put out, right? Okay. I remember saying this when I was 12 years old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to At From home, Under the Court the Tree. House. <laughs> what we all came for here. Oh, yeah, the big songs, the big ones. Uh, this you, was you, their first real popular, like, mega hits with Sugar We're Going Down and Dance Dance. We're just, they were everywhere all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I lived in a small town in upstate New York. We didn't get many of the take this to your grave on our local radio. Sugar were going down and dance dance was everywhere. Oh, yeah. It got it, on. It was uh, unavoidable. Got on around here. Very big. And this is another, this is, you know, probably the first time that I could say, okay, I went, they got my attention. Yeah. You know, this, like I said, to, you know, in our little, our little pregame here, we, I really didn't hear them until, until Dance Dance and Sugar were going down. And I liked it then. And I thought that, you know, wow, what a, what a great way to really burst onto the yeah. scene. And it's, it's really fun music. It's, you know, it's these, it's got the trademark long song names. Oh yeah. This you know, is, <laughs> so I've got a dark alley just, and a bad idea that says you should shut your mouth. Yeah. Summer our, song. Our lawyer made us change the name of the song so we wouldn't get sued. That's a great I like one. it. <laughs> no, it was just fun. And like, um, you know, it'd be funny when, you know, like your mom or your sister would ask it, what are you, what song are you listening to? And you could just give this really long uh, name. Sophomore slump or comeback yeah. of the year. You yeah. haven't heard that one? <laughs> you haven't heard that one? <laughs> so, no, it was, just, it was a fun album and I really didn't discover the whole thing until, until I, after Infinity until Night. Yeah. After I listened to Infinity Well, and, and so. you can tell Sugar were going down Dance Dance. They were, they were pop songs. They said, we want everyone to hear these. And then the rest of the album is kind of their normal. Mm-hmm. Fallout Boy weirdness, and I'm all right with um, which is great because I love the Fallout Boy weirdness and I love their popular music. Mm-hmm. Um, then they added in later releases the two bonus tracks, Snitches and Talkers, Get Stitches and Walkers, and the music mm-hmm. or the misery. Right. And those songs are not very good. They're um, not great, but I and they, see I, why they were bonus by a bonus track. Yeah, it really felt like it's they, a good marketing scheme. <laughs> it, yeah, and it, well, yeah, they wanted to sell more albums, but it felt like they were trying to recapture the popular. Uh, effect of okay. sugar we're going down and dance dance mm-hmm. but also write their weirdness into it and the yeah. songs just they don't match with the they album they don't play as well no and i gave so i gave this album two scores i gave it the first score including the bonus tracks and it scored lower than i wanted to so i, mm-hmm. I gave it a score without the bonus tracks okay and that that was a 7.7 this is my number two ranked album because uh it's their second best I'll and probably i should agree be. with that too all right let's let's move on to the actual number one here and mm-hmm. I think we're both in agreement, and the world should be in agreement if they're not. Uh, Infinity on High, released in 2007. Mm-hmm. Sounds right. I have it written down. Yeah, 2007. I don't want it to be any earlier than that, because that means I'm <laughs> older. Super old. <laughs> um, so this one, I just it caught me from the start. Um, the Jay-Z intro. So it wasn't even necessarily the Jay Z intro. It was it, the actual song itself. Kind well, of just think me. about what a huge flex that is for Fall Out Boy at the time. They're oh, relatively the, well yes, known, and they've flex. they've grabbed one of the biggest rap stars ever, ever mm-hmm. who's in retirement, and said, "Come, just say some words for us, real quick." Right. And, I mean, and he did. I will. I I did this little research about why, and I found out like later on. I guess. Jay Z was like inviting Patrick Stump to come and write hooks oh. for his songs, and that's how they kind of got connected. And then Kingdom Come released, and I it was mean, terrible. <laughs> so then, you know, that's how they kind of got connected, and I guess they kind of just, you know, traded. Yeah, I guess if out. you're gonna have Patrick Stump writing so, your hooks, you can you can you know, spend a few could, lines. You could you could spend thirty seconds and say something cool. But that started my favorite trend of theirs between this and the this ain't a scene. It's an arms race mm-hmm. remix with fifteen different rappers on it. Where they decided they were just going to feature rappers on for <laughs> yeah. not, and they didn't fully feature them for a while. They just had them come in like Lil Wayne. We'll talk about him, and then um, on Save Rock and Roll, they did even more with them. 
And I just thought it was cool that they, because I always was big into hip hop and big into this and putting those together. At the awesome. time, at yeah. the time, it was kind of one of my favorite things. You know, it was kind of when there weren't a lot of people that were on both sides of the fence, though, either of fans. There weren't a lot of hip hop and, if you want to call well, it punk rock, that's the point I was trying to make. Yeah. Like in school, like that's why I've made such a big deal about me having kind of a diverse portfolio mm-hmm. of music that I like to listen to, and my taste is very broad. And you know, like just case in point, let's go a little off. When do it when Trick Daddy sampled um, takes to the house. What am I thinking? Oh, oh. Uh, Crazy Train. Yeah, he sampled Crazy Train. I don't know what slipped there, but Twista. Yeah, him and Twista did that. Like it was kind of like the height of that. Yeah, it's still a popular song. But they well, made Melly tried to put Melly tried to put with, out Crunk Rock at one point, and that, uh, that didn't did happen. Not, that was like a year too late. <laughs> it was like, like three years too late. <laughs> maybe in like two thousand. Maybe not for me. <laughs> Even for me, it was a year too late. So um, I'd have to say my favorite song on Infinity on I though. It's probably fame is less than infamy, and it's like it's late in the album. It's a true statement, though. It, it it really is, but it's not just the lyrics or what the song is. You know, it's not it's like about a trial, but um, I I think that just the vocal range on that, coupled with the music, Stump's and the way got some that, range. That's what kind of nailed it for me. Like this, this that is the song that kind of repeats the way the rest of the song was kind of came at you. Yeah. But it was that big bow on top of that album that said, all right, I haven't even listened to the last track yet, and I don't even care. This album's amazing. Yeah. You know, it's just, so that that was that was it for me. That's when the first time I heard that song, and I heard him sing those, you know, him sing at those, that rate, I, I don't know. You know, I'm not a big music person, so I might use right, yeah. bad terminology. I'm the but same way. It's that, like, and, you know, just to sing at that level was just, I, I knew I was listening well, to Well, and they're coming at you with the clever lyrics. They've All mm-hmm. of their songs on this one have clever titles, except for three of them, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, this uh, definitely ranked number one on my rankings. Got a 8.5. Favorite song mm-hmm. is Bang the Doldrums. Okay. I don't know why. That song just rocks. Yeah, it does. It's got a, like, piratey feel to it for mm-hmm. some reason. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's... It got a 12. And Can I ask I a question? Love that song. What was the significance of the monkeys during the Thanks for the Memories video? No idea. I don't, I, I don't, I don't think I've ever Who seen was the video. In that video? What's, what woman was in that video with them? Do you remember? I don't think I've ever seen it. All right. Yeah. We'll put a pin well, in that. Yeah. Pete, um, can you show us that video? Uh, get it up on our computer here. and, and we'll, we'll just get uh, it when we come back. Yeah. We'll get back to you on that. Um, but yeah, the, every song was great. The, the only... Song I'll ever skip on this album, listening to on shuffle is Golden, and that just because, just because it, it's slow. It's slow. But it's a good. It's a really good song. Mm-hmm. It's just like, all right, I'm listening to all these Fall Out Boy songs. I'm headbanging whatnot, see, and then you're just like, Ugh. see, now I can get on your level a little bit because uh, did you ever hear leaked in London? They're like they had some songs leaked online, uh-huh. and they just decided to steer into the skid. And I think it was on that album, but there was they did Golden, but it ended with a like a really huge guitar like riff and it nice. went hard instead of just carrying through right. smooth to the end of the song. They kind of, they evanescenced it a nice. little bit. <laughs> evanescenced it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, it, it was really cool. So you can check, you gotta check that version out if you haven't heard it yet. So, and I just want to mention one time again, this ain't a scene remix, Kanye West, Paul Wall, Lupe Fiasco, Travi McCoy, uh, Tyga. Yeah. He joined Nappy Boy for a while, and that didn't work out well for him. Um, 
yeah, they've got like 10 different rappers on this, and it still made as much sense as a rap song as it did a punk rock song. Mm-hmm. And they, they just said, here, here's a beat, go. And all the rappers did their thing and landed it. Oh, you think they nailed it? I haven't heard, I don't think I've heard it all the way through, but that seems like a definitely a, a good list of um, performers. I mean, I'm not hating on I mean, they got Skinhead Rob on there. <laughs> I honestly I don't just, know. Who I was going is. with Kanye and Lupe and, you know. I didn't mind Travi back in the day. Travi was good. Travi was good, like if you gave him one verse and not a no, whole song. Because yeah. I, uh, I downloaded his first solo album, and it's not other than Billionaire with Bruno Mars. It's not good. Hmm. Yeah, I like the Gym Class Heroes. That, that first iteration. Gym Class Heroes is good stuff. Yeah. He had a good, uh, he had a good flow on that album too. Like it was just that that was a kind well, he of was a good, unique he, thing. He did a he did a, a uh, nappy boy all stars mixtape with t-pain and a bunch of other people and so he'd only have one verse at a time and he was really good he was the standout of that mixtape good to hear i'll have to listen to that again pete you got that video all right let's let's watch it real quick all right so we just watched that thanks for the memories video apparently it's kim kardashian yes that's the the video pre-ray j kim kardashian i can't i can't (laughs) unforget that so i don't know what that i don't know what that was about but anyway Let's um, let's go on to Folly I Do. Um, should we talk about Beat It first or last on Folly I Do? I don't consider Beat It a part of this album. It's not a part of this album. It came out between. It came out just before Folly I Do because they did the live in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I bought like very quickly. Yeah. So let's just talk about Beat It. Beat It's their best song. Um. It's phenomenal. You can't the argue. The way Stump sings it. The way Stump sings it and John Mayer on the guitar. Off. I, and don't get me wrong. like I, it, It's fantastic. It's one of my favorite songs by them. But I won't consider a sample their best song. Like, is it? Ah, there's a reason man, it's a popular freaking song. It, though. They're not, I mean, they're not better at it than Michael Jackson. I get that. <laughs> but man, do they kill it. And John Mayer destroys the guitar on it. And yeah. I, I, I knew he was like a talented guitarist. No I idea he was that, that talented. Yeah, I knew he's. I I knew he's a talented guitarist. I just kind of, you know, I get exhausted with celebrity news, and I even became exhausted with Pete Wentz and the whole Ashley Simpson thing years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it seemed like every week, like you'd hear about John Mayer dating some different celebrity, and I'm just right. Like, there's like a there's jealousy there because <laughs> one of them was this like guy. Katy Perry, <laughs> and like Jennifer Aniston. Another was like, dude, just keep it in your pants. But then he drops the, he drops this solo on there. I'm just like, all right, you do what you do, man. Yeah, I mean, this is why this is why you're dating these women because you can do that. So, so. they made a video for this song too. Yes, I I didn't know that until about a week ago when I was doing research for this, and I watched it. And they've got a lot of cameos from like actors and comedians and stuff like that. However, they cut John Mayer out of the video. John Mayer is not in the video, so they make it look like they're doing the guitaring, and I'm just like, yeah, you're good at it, but you're not doing what he did. I'm sorry. And that's a disservice to John Mayer there. Well, you never know what could have been going on. Behind yeah, I, I get that. But they, so, they, should, they should have at least cut his solo for the video, I think. Yeah. Because he, he goes on a solo. I mean, you got to have time to do something like that. Right. I mean, that's one of the... I mean, anytime you can do that, that's you got to show it off. So, um, moving on, though, to Folly Adu. Let's go Folly um, Adu. This, uh, this album was a, a really great follow-up. I mean... We talked movies a little while back, and we did. Cal doesn't necessarily care for the movie the same way I do, but I kind of talking look about at, Sex Drive. That hang movie? on, no, not Sex Drive. 
<laughs> so I think I compare I compare Infinity on High and Folly Ado to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One versus Volume Two. I would compare it's it that good. way also. It's good, and it's like I I love this album, and I I still listen to it to this day. Oh yeah, um, very few skippers just like on I'll this one too. Always watch Volume Two, but it's just you could tell it's not quite as good as its predecessor. You mm-hmm. know, so it's um, while it's still good, they tried a few things with you know like Lil Wayne. They tried bringing him on. I was I saw that on the track listing, and it ended up being totally different. Yeah, from it what wasn't I like a full be. verse or anything, but um, it was it was really cool how they brought Lil Wayne in on that and. Just to have him kind of screaming, and he was probably West playing a little smoker. guitar. That's the one with Debbie no. Harry, wasn't it? Uh, maybe. Yeah, that, that one um, That one was probably one of my favorites on there. But I think my favorite on this album is probably Coffee for Closers. It's That's a good dramatic, one. It's dramatic, it's instrumental, and it's it demonstrates the same vocal performance that I like to hear from Patrick. My, Stump, mine was... you get on this one anyway. So. Yeah. My favorite was the Ship Gold Standard. I don't know why mm. that one, like, it just really hit me. and it's It's one of their slower songs, but it's... They they rock out on it also at the same time as having it be slower and that that one always like stuck with me and that's definitely one of my that's my favorite on the album and one of my favorites of theirs altogether. Mm-hmm. I really liked on uh, What a Catch Donnie they started doing they had like a little medley of all their past songs and apparently uh, when I was looking through the lyrics on Genius those were all done by different people they weren't done by fallout boy like they they started mm-hmm. doing this little medley and like travis mccoy did one of them and some other what people are you talking about them. what a catch donnie right yeah Sorry, um i was reading something um that was very interesting to hear i'm, I'm listening to this i'm like is that brendan Urie? yes and then if I'm, I'm listening he's like who, who else is that? so i go and look at it yeah and there it was is. so yeah. such a wide repertoire of not only like fueled by ramen or decay dance uh personnel but it was also couple others well and i i think they did i think they knew they weren't going to be back for a while pete wentz had just had his first kid you it was in the yeah so i I think they knew it and that was their little you know thanks for the memories moment for Uh them um they didn't know they were coming back i bet right no i'm sure they didn't um this this one uh this ranked number four overall for me it got a 7.62 score and uh yeah so let's talk about sex drive you told me you hadn't seen this movie, but you had seen it when I started explaining it to you because they go to the Amish uh, community, and in the Amish community, I'm not going to spoilers for the whole movie. If you haven't seen it, it's funny. You can watch it. Don't go out of your way to watch it. It's a, it's a pretty good cable movie, though. It's, don't don't go out of your way to watch it. If it's on, if it's on cable or HBO, you watch it. It's funny. They go to this Amish community, and uh, Seth Green is there. And all of a sudden, Fall Out Boy's there to put on a concert. They play yeah, I Don't Amish Care. Community. Yeah, they, they play I Don't Care, and uh, I think they play one of maybe America's Sweethearts, um, which is, that was their their first hit single first off single of this on, one, yeah. and I do not like that song. I, it comes and goes for me, Yeah, that song. But you know what? It's one song on one album. It's a, it's a skipper. Yeah. Sometimes. Some, so. Sometimes you're in the mood to hear it for America's Sweethearts. I, I must confess. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to um, save rock and roll. Save rock and roll. Five year break. Five after. year break. It was, no, four year. Was it? No, five. Oh eight to thirteen. Four and a half. Five. Oh, yeah, four and a half. Five. Still too long. Way too opinion. long for and, a uh, diehard FOB or like a, ourselves. Here's here's the thing. You mentioned like some of the songs kind of spoke to you off of you know some of those first. The earlier ones, and, yeah. yeah. And Folly Ado kind of 
was right up my alley for where I was in my life at that point in time. And so it actually hit I, me that I, same way at the same time too. Not quite as hard as yeah. the earlier ones because mm-hmm. I wasn't 15 anymore. Right. But it, I I got the same kind of feels from Folly I Do. Yeah. So I I'm listening to that album through and through. I can't stop. I probably wore it out, um, especially that and Infinity on High. So I'm just like year or two goes by and I'm, I'm not really I wasn't in on Twitter I wasn't like into social media at this point like right afterwards so good old days. I, it was really weird like I'd almost have to stumble upon something on a website to find out like ah, the band's kind of at odds we don't yeah. quite know when they're coming back I would check the website like every month see what's going on Are they plan something is there a release date is there I, I don't know because at the time I didn't know how to look for it yeah but, um but when it came out of nowhere and finally I was on Twitter and I just followed all those guys and all of a sudden I'm just seeing a litany of tweets about uh, Save Rock and Roll. And which one was the first? The Phoenix? That was track one. They're in order no, here. No, no, no. What was their... What was the debut single? Was it the, the Phoenix? No, my song's not what you did in the dark. Okay. Either one, in my opinion. Like Fantastic. Um, but when I when I downloaded I didn't even hesitate. I didn't even preview it. I just downloaded it. Oh, yeah. And when they released it, and I listened to it over and freaking over because they were back. And yeah, I was so... just so happy and excited that I, and then the Phoenix came out, and I'm just like, they did it again. I don't understand. Like, this is nuts. This album's going to be huge. So... And you know what? I'm not, I'm, I'm not dissatisfied with this album. This is a good, this no, is this a is good really album. good. I, I moved on here in 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were at a party in B's probably early 2011, late 2010. Oh, big B. And, uh, that was the first time you and I had started talking about Fall Boy because I think you were going to a concert with your sister. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, man, what's going on with them? Because I didn't keep up with what's going on. I don't, I barely, I know Pete Wentz and Patrick Stump and that's it. I don't know the other two guys' names. Um, I'm sure Joe you do. Joe Troman, um, Andy Hurley. I've never yeah. like looked into the band, mm-hmm. any bands that I like that deeply. Um, but so I was just like, you know, I, I guess they're just, not around anymore. And you said you were going to a concert. I'm like, whoa, that's cool. I didn't know they were still doing anything. Mm-hmm. You know, the last I had heard was they were broken up, all the stuff between Pete and Patrick, you know, kind of, there mm-hmm. was a rift between them and Pete was trying to take care of his family. And did he get divorced from Ashley Simpson? I believe he did. Yeah, there was a separation. They were on the outs. Um, and But Stump was trying to start his his uh, solo career. That's yeah, he was which was solo weird. Venture. Weird and good. Weird and good at times. With his soul punk. That was... Yeah, I, I liked it, but it, it was... I didn't like weird. every track on no, there, but... There were probably there like were six good good tracks on ones. there. Lupe Fiasco. Oh, yeah. Dimes one, yeah. on that one. <laughs> um, but then you told me this... Really, I didn't even know uh, Save Rock and Roll was ready to come out. I had heard my songs, Know What You Did in the Dark, but I was like, all right, I they just released like, something. Call you and just say, yeah, you're like, this is happening... <laughs> they dropped they dropped this album and I downloaded it and I drove up to Tampa for work that week and I listened to it nonstop the whole Tampa time. and back Round trip. the Phoenix coming in with the Phoenix as the first track on the album just like was like all right we're here yeah we're here we're, we're back. back but we're doing something new we're a rock and roll band now yeah thank you <laughs> yeah thank you and <laughs> it it was great so then you had the Phoenix you had my songs know what you did alone together where did the party go their uh, naming conventions really went downhill here. Yeah, well, just one yesterday. <laughs> the Mighty Fall with Big Sean, going back to the uh, rap bread and butter there. Miss Missing You, Death Valley, Young Volcanoes, Ratatat with Courtney Love, Ratatat which was, was kind of a weird... It was weird Ratatat's a great it. song, but the Courtney Love part in the middle is kind of weird. And then they cap it off with Elton John on Save Rock and Roll. And it's just like... Where did that come from? Can I start from? over now? Yeah. Where did that even come from? I don't know. 
That, that's fantastic. I remember just being like, Elton freaking John. You really got Elton John. You've been off for five years, and you get Elton John to come back on your album? This is amazing. And then so, they show up at the NBA All-Star Weekend. Mm-hmm. They play my songs, Know What You Did in the Dark, which was weird because the NBA All-Star Weekend doesn't seem like they'd have a punk rock band or a straight rock and roll band as their, you know, yeah, halftime but, show. But they come in, they do, Boy was there. They, they do my <laughs> songs, Know What You Did in the Dark, and boom! Two chains, aka coming in. Titty boy, <laughs> that was his name, people. I'm just quoting. At, at one point, yes, it was. Uh, he was two chains at this point. Two chains, full bracelets. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so that was a good time. Better than yeah, <laughs> surprised me that you liked two chains. I, did. I don't like two chains. <laughs> I like the spectacle of two chains. Okay, I like that two chains knows what he is like because he was he tried to be. Uh, like straight up, straight faced as Titty Boy. Like I'm a rapper. This is what I do. Yeah. And then he came as Two Chains, and he's just like, I'm just gonna go crazy. You know what? This is making me money. Why? Why am I not? I'm just all I want for my birthday. Might not understand most rappers. That's what happens. Like yeah. he he like, figured out what was gonna make him money, and he just had plies. You know, you see plies on social media. You, you know, might plies, listen right? to his music. I met him once. You met him once. a couple. You know, once or twice. Plies is from, in, Fort Myers, from, Myers, from, Florida, from Fort Myers, Florida, Fort Myers. Um. He's actually a very well-educated individual, despite what you might think of his music or his social media persona. I don't know if you've Man, ever stumbled across any of that, but, but it's it's funny. But at the same time, I love Plies. He's got the you on way. the he's he's got you on the hook, thinking he's one thing, but he's really just making money. So <laughs> so he kind of does the same thing as Two Chains, where he's like, ah, uh, you know, I'm I'm going to take gonna advantage of character. Yeah, the, this is the character that I'm playing. I just don't like his character as much as I like Two Chains' character. Oh, I know. And I don't like <laughs> Plies' voice as much as I like <laughs> Chains. That's fun. So, um, are we still on Two favorite? Chains, or are we going no, back just, to say rock and let roll? Let me ask you. Let me ask you. What was your favorite? If you had to pick one. Um, My favorite two chain song? No, bands make them dance. No, on say, say rock and roll. It's Young Volcanoes. Um, uh-huh. We had that song on our wedding playlist. I got to make the wedding playlist with very little input from my wife because she doesn't care about music really, and okay. I do. Um, Young Volcanoes was featured. I think it was the only Fall Out Boy song. Which is uh, okay. Just because they don't have a lot of love songs. They have a lot yeah. of I want to kill you because I love you so much and you don't love didn't, me songs. Uh, Not Wentz, great for a wedding. Pete Wentz was on stage during a live. I think this was the live on Phoenix, if I'm not mistaken, or whatever the case was. He got up and said, uh, this next song is about being in love with a girl so much that you want to cut her up into pieces and eat her. Like, and then they play I, Thanks for the Memories. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I could see that in Thanks for the Memories. So, yeah, I don't care. I could see why they weren't. Yeah, they weren't heavily featured playlist. in the wedding. But Young Volcanoes was, well, I, I love that song. It, it's kind of got the same feel as Ship Gold Standard from Folly I Do. Um, what, what do you like? And I like the, the Two Chains, uh, remix of my songs. Yes. Um, being, a part of me is partial to my songs. No, like when it first came out, it was just like a They're celebration that yeah. they were back. But I think the Phoenix is probably a touch above. Um, just yeah, that's got my second the highest tempo of it. You know, it's the Mighty Fall is good too with Big Sean. Oh yeah, not taken away. And Ratatat, I already said, was one of the. Where did the party go? Can we stop and listen to this album? Though? Probably. We're gonna be here for like eight hours. Now, um, where did the party go? Was was a kind of it kind of blindsides you into being like kind of really catchy and really fun. Yeah, it's catchy. It's not yeah. good, but it's definitely catchy. So I'm not a, I'm not ashamed to say 
No, um, Death Valley and Miss Missing You way down on the list for me. They, they're Miss I Miss Missing You. I heard the other day when I was shuffling through the whole thing. I thought it was on American Beauty, American Psycho. That's mm. that's how off it sounded from the rest from the rest of, of the album. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of American Beauty, American Psycho, let's get this over with. Let's get this over with. Um, uh, this was ranked number eight. It's got a low score for you. I was yes, surprised. I do not this. like very many um, of these songs. Centuries is my favorite song on the album, and when when the only popular song on the album, I guess Uma Thurman was too. Mm-hmm. But when when the most played song is my favorite song because it usually they get played out, and so I don't go back to them as much. Right. But that that speaks a lot to me, like because it's it means it's not a very good album. Which one was it? Centuries. Centuries. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, it, it was on the ESPN promos. It for was on the radio. National the college football playoff. Yeah. Um. I, you know, over the last and we 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 didn't bring that up like we said we would. They had so many songs get commercial, get the rights purchased for. Commercial. I don't care in sex drive. Um. <laughs> I don't care. It's sex drive. That's that was one of the young was, volcanoes was exactly, on a commercial. Yes, got, exactly what I was talking about. No, um, centuries, centuries. Um, my songs know what you didn't. Dark was on ESPN at some point yes. for college football. I think um, it, if not on there, I remember watching so NFL money. games and it was always on. Like if the announcers weren't talking, you could hear it in the background playing over the stadium. Oh, I remember the, the lead clearly in background song for the introduction back into the you know the set the scene. And I could I I remember clearly. Uh, Chris Long on a sideline, just like jamming to it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> to light him yeah. up. Um, yeah, it was definitely I love catchy Chris Long. stuff. It's great. God, didn't he donate his whole salary this he year? He did. Chris he Long's did. a good That's dude. Awesome. I hope he gets at least. He, he, always, he would always feature on uh, Rosillo, SVP and Rosillo back in the day. Oh, really? Yeah, and they they always had great fun with him. So back to American Beauty, American Psycho. Do we, can we just right. keep talking about Chris Long? We I can't, don't like but I this feel album. like we have a Super Bowl podcast coming up. I feel like that would be a we more do. appropriate time. Tune in later in the week. <laughs> that would be a more appropriate time to talk about Chris Long as much as we like him. But um, I gave it a bad rating, but I actually like J- Jetpack Blues. I was too. getting ready to say that. I was like, if I had to lean a certain way, I'd probably say Jetpack Blues are probably Fourth of July. I, I, that one, that one hit me at a weird so, time where the the lyrics. Plus, kinda, your birthday is Fourth of July, so that, my, my birthday is the third of July. So it's there's a similarity. Yeah. The hang, your hangover day is Fourth of July. Um, yeah, so I get to stay in all day and just enjoy it. Um, so Fourth of July, kind of. If you listen to the lyrics of that song, it kind of hit me in a weird way it. at that port at that particular yeah. time in my life. So it just, uh, you know, Jetpack you know Blues. what I'm talking about. Fourth of July was kind of like Jetpack weird... Blues has got that kind of young volcano ship gold standard kind of slower but rocks out feel. Um, I might I might have to change that rating, but I would drop. Fourth of July and Immortals because I just heard those again and they're worse than I thought they were. And this is the only one where I was Agree going to disagree. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you can. That's why we're here. This was the only album that when I was going through and like making my spreadsheet that I couldn't automatically hear the songs in my head. Yes. Every other really album, is. I'm like, that's the song. I don't really need to look up the lyrics, but I want to because I I like to point out like the little clever lyrics. This one was just like these are all just kind of bland run together i can't tell the difference between which one's which yeah. and i wasn't entirely um hooked by this there were certain there were bright spots and there were you know skippers yeah i mean they, they always were so quirky and clever and i it just didn't have that feeling at all throughout this one and um I, and i won't dare say that they mailed it in i just thought they tried something and it just didn't take like they what i felt like they tried was 
they they hit big success with the ESPN promos on My Songs Know What You Did in the Dark and Centuries that they were like, let's just make 12 ESPN promo songs. Well, Immortals ended up being, what was that, a Big Hero 6 soundtrack. Sure. So they made money off of that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, But yeah, we're we're not going to talk Mania too much. Like we said, we're going to give people time to listen to it. Maybe we'll revisit this. I would road. like to listen it's to it like more because I did I did enjoy it. It had this weird EDM like festival music, mm-hmm. which I don't listen to EDM festival music, but I kind of had that feeling that it was closer to soul punk than any yeah. of their other albums. I'm, and I'm okay with having that on, like if it's on in my car or anything like that, just right. because I know who it is. I know who it is and I know where it's coming from, so maybe that can help me expand my horizons a little bit. But on I, the first listen, it felt better than American Beauty, American Psycho did. I will me. say that too. That is a good point. That, that is so it's already ranked point. number eight, and American Beauty, American Psycho has gone down. To gone nine. down again. Gone down to nine. <laughs> you know what? It's ten. It's ten. Whatever their next album is, that's going to be live in nine. live in Phoenix with only one original song on it. That goes above. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. We'll go to the. Uh, we're going to tag team two minute ISO today. We're going to talk about. You sound weird. Uh, we're going to talk about like movie and TV show remakes and revisits. So, before the Super Bowl, it's now after the Super Bowl that we're recording this, so some stuff has uh, played itself out. But they, there was a brief YouTube commercial of a Dundee remake with uh, Danny McBride, which turned which out just to be... And... Well, the, the, uh, the YouTube yeah. commercial was only like just him standing there, Danny McBride standing there saying... This is a big knife or whatever. And that was it. Mm-hmm. So it was like, all right, we're, we're remaking Dundee, which they're not apparently from the Super Bowl commercial. It was a tourism ad for Australia. They're, brilliant. they're not. Yeah. It's a great ad for tourism <laughs> in Australia. Terrible idea for a movie. Um, they're apparently doing <laughs> a Mighty Ducks. Yeah, they're, oh, I absolutely would. They're doing a Mighty Ducks TV series. Um, and you're going to have to expand them. I didn't. I don't know that. anything about it. I read that they're doing it. I literally read a headline that they're doing a Mighty Ducks TV series on either on... Amazon, Hulu, or Netflix. Oh, then I'm watching it. Yeah. 100%. Oh, I'll watch it. <laughs> and they're doing... They're well, I don't doing... know if it's... Just, they might not put it on Netflix. Isn't Mighty Ducks a Disney property? Yeah, so it and might so, wait until Disney launched. That might be one of their That might be one of their things. lead flagship beginner shows. They, they revisited Roseanne, or they're revisiting Roseanne, no, Full House, you. Will and Grace. Um, I have not watched a single... Fuller House. No, me neither. Yeah. And I liked Full House when I was a kid. I, I mean, I would watch it. It would be on TV. There were less options then, obviously. Mm-hmm. They're talking about revisiting The Office um, with some of the cast, not all of it. Like, I just don't know that we need all these revisits and remakes anymore. The Office is kind of a revisit adaption, American that, adaption. So right. It's just, I... I think it just matters. I don't think the 10 years later revisit of The Office is going to be worth anything. Or five years later, whatever it is. I Now see, I've just gotten into the habit, because now it's gotten onto syndicated TV on Comedy Central and Spike and stuff like that. But um, I just, I kind of started rewatching it. It was a show that I didn't watch for a very long time because it went off the air. And so, Family like, Guy. Like, New Girl, I'll watch, you know, all that kind of stuff on the syndication. Friends, they read Seinfeld. Heroes, um, no, but my point behind that was, is like, I think The Office could work. You do? I think The Office could work with the right cast and the right writing. I mean, I know that's I, the case I with every could, show, but I just I think don't they think could do they... The Office if they had new storylines, if they didn't try and do Jim and Pam or Andy and what's her yeah, name? Yeah, I think you've got to wipe everyone off yeah. the cast. Like, I, yeah, you no need more a new Phyllis, cast. No more... No more Maybe Creed. Th- no, you gotta have Creed. 
Okay. Have Creed, Creed, make Creed be the sole creepy and Toby leftover. Toby's got to hire a whole new office. He keeps Creed on. Yes. Keeps Creed on, much to his chagrin. Creed gets original manager again. Creed has to help him hire everybody. I would watch just that. The whole like, that should season, be the only thing. Yeah. The whole first They're trying to hire the office. The, and them they can, hiring. They can do Twitter polls of who do you think should be hired. And that's who gets on the show. <laughs> be amazing. We thought of a whole new thing here. NBC, hey, are you sign listening? us up. Sign us up. We're <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm in on the office. But my, my main point behind all these revisits and reimaginings is do we actually still need it because everything is so accessible? I can go back anytime I want and watch all of Full House. Why do I need Fuller House with the same people doing the same storylines worse? Well, why do I need to go? Why do I need to see Roseanne 20 years later? I literally have all of the Roseanne DVDs in my cabinet right now. My wife loves Roseanne. I do not. Um, but they're there. I knew there was something wrong with you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm That's just not the only thing. Um, she doesn't I, listen, so it doesn't matter. And here's my point on that. It's like, I swear to God, if the first three, three seasons of the Mighty Ducks TV show is season one, they win District 5. Season, season two, two, they go to the Junior Olympics. Or the, season three, season they're, they're in high school. college. No, they, they go to high prep school. school. Yeah. yeah. So I swear to God, if they do that, I'm going to lose my crap. However, you know, I think that there was something to be said. To Charlie comes in, he's the coach, and he's... I'm going to lose it. If there's you know, an Emilio like, Estevez cameo, I'm going to lose it. Like, What if just like a just picture of him it. in the Mighty Ducks Hall of Fame? That's fine. That's fine. I mean, they had a they so had that a so that the old Ramis yeah so that the old movies exist still. I just you want it to be kind of canon, but you don't need but it's the, the same thing with, influence from like, outside. Like Ghostbusters, like I can go back and watch Ghostbusters one. I don't need them to do exactly Ghostbusters one again. It, it wasn't exactly, but it was like they were trying to hit the same beats as Ghostbusters. They, they missed them, that, but, but it's I th- well that's okay. You want to go there off the whole remake thing. I thought that story. I thought there were a lot of people clamoring for a, a third installment for Ghostbusters. A Ghostbusters three, I, who, but this somehow, wasn't actually Ghostbusters three. No, it wasn't. But it was still like, you know, a third installment. You yes. can say. And I, I got to be honest with you. I, I'm a little mad they didn't mix the cast. You know, as far as the team is going. You know, I, I'm not object to a female cast. I. No. I don't dislike that idea at all. In fact, but it, Kate it McKinnon kind of stole the show, and I was very the, skeptical. It can't be the in. crux of your entire movie either. That like that was their gimmick is that these are women, and the only thing funny about them is that they're women. It's not. It, it wasn't funny. Mm-hmm. Nothing would have been funny if anyone else said it, and nothing was really funny even when they said it. Yeah. Um, and, and it's it's what's her name, Melissa McCarthy, doing Melissa McCarthy things, being mm-hmm. fat and clumsy. It's. Uh, (laughs) that's her stick and it's it's, um kristen weed doing her stick of being being being, leslie jones being loud kate mckinnon doing weird voices kristen weed doing weird voices it was a typecast and i i I didn't i thought that they could have branched outside a little bit more i thought maybe chris hemsworth was kind of funny in it yeah at times but it was only funny because he was like the eye can't like it was yeah. Like they played it up. Like they played it. Yeah, they played that up. Uh, the whole him being dumb was not funny, but him being like the some of the things yeah. he said was kind of funny. But it's just you know the whole that dancing thing in the middle or that whole and then all of a sudden the yeah. Anyway, yeah. sorry, but if it's That's a whole if different it's better story. done, I hope we'll do a go- we'll do a full Ghostbusters. I hope for you guys. Dan Dan Aykroyd's got a few more tricks up his sleeve with this whole ghost core thing. Now that we're on oh. that subject, because I mean ghost core. 
You didn't know about this? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They, apparently, it's supposed to be in development, multiple movies. He's telling us we got to wrap up here. Yeah. So, so. Give us some ghost core. But, yeah, but multiple We're movies. We're doing like a expanded universe. Ghostbusters expanded universe. Yeah, they don't. It's not necessarily. Are they going to cross over with the Black Panther and Captain America? Yeah, at if any they time. do, I'll just lose. What about Luke Skywalker? I'll just lose. He's a ghost <laughs> now. Spoilers. <laughs> can they can they bust him? Does it work on Force Ghosts? I think they'd, they'd have uh, a hard time with that. Anyway, um, remakes, I think that if, if you allow it to be a clean break from its original and not have too much influence from the outside, like I think that might be the problem with Fuller House to a lot of people who maybe don't like it is that it's too weird and played up from yeah. the old days. I don't know. I've never seen it. No, I'm just saying, like, you got all the same characters on right. it. Right. I don't think right. anybody watched it past. I think everybody watched season one because they wanted to see all their favorite people back. And now it's like, oh, wait a minute. You're I saw the show already, movie. and I can just go watch this show in its original glory with Bob Saget yeah. being the opposite of Bob Saget. Exactly. So I just, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think that if you just allow it to be its own entity and clean while maintaining you know, an homage to the originals, but not necessarily going in and, and, you know, worshiping the originals right. so much so that it steps on your own storyline. I, I, I think, think if the original was the good, there's no need to remake it because the original is accessible to everyone at any time mm-hmm. forever. Now, um, in the past, that wasn't the case. So movies had to be remade if they wanted a new audience. Now you do a, a re-release. Well, let me ask you this. Captain America got tried a couple of times. <laughs> Yeah, but those weren't good. That's what I'm saying. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so, all right. Yes, the actor playing Captain America probably thought it was good. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all we got for today on Fallout Boy. Thanks for listening. Again, iTunes, subscribe. Stitcher, subscribe. Tune in, subscribe. SoundCloud, subscribe. Follow us on Twitter. We're at everywhere. APA something. Send us emails. No, I've got any emails from you guys, Ashburn. We need some emails. Literally APA something. That spelled out. Not that we forgot what the last part of our Twitter handle was. <laughs> That's true. It's APA uh, something. Send us emails, a podcast about something at gmail.com. Ashburn, give us some feedback. We love you. Feedback. Thanks for listening. Let us know what we're doing, what you want to hear from San us. Francisco, we got some listeners out there too. You Saudi know, Arabia as well. Saudi Arabia, I, I, we got I'm a couple guys lying. out there. Oh yeah. <laughs> we looked at the, the stats right before this. Anyway, we're doing good. For listening. Let us know what you want us to do and we'll we'll try our, our darndest to accommodate you. So enjoy your day. And stay classy. Jay-Z, hit it for us. Woo! Young F.O.B. Let's go.